You are now in tune with the Talkin' Reggae podcast. As always, I am your host, Jay of Street Level Uprising. This episode here features Rebel Shakedown and was recorded live on Facebook. Rebel Shakedown has a new album out called Love's Not Easy. So go check it out and please enjoy the podcast. First of all, please, for everyone, introduce the gentleman sitting to your right. All right, so this is my very good friend, Danny. He actually plays drums with us. He sings, he sings harmonies, backups. Uh, he also plays bass for us. He's like our main, um, stu- he's like our studio guy. And he's also became one of my very good friends. So this is Danny Gutierrez right here. You want to say something? What's up, y'all? How you guys doing? Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Good to meet you, my man. Yeah, man. So I start in the same place with everybody. Tell me about when you first got that spirit of reggae music in you, that that uh, when it first really hit you that this was something special and this is something that was going to change your life. Go for me. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd probably say when I was like 16 years old, I was um, I think what motivated me to get into reggae music was really I got super into I just like was watching the world around me um, and I saw like you know, turning on my TV, watching the news, there's always something negative happening, happening in the world. Um, and of course, I was a kid, like when 9-11 happened, I remembered where I was and everything. So I think those things kind of inspired me. A, a huge inspiration for me to get into reggae music was just basic, like basic injustices. Um, and especially, you know, with everything going on in 2020, it's mainly injustices that that really fueled my flame to get into reggae music because I love talking and singing about um, social change and structural change and systemic change and stuff like that. So I'd say that's one of my big influences in reggae. Nice. What about you, Dan? What about you? Yeah. Oh, man. Mine's, mine's hand is deep. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just remember uh, I was I was in the super supermarket one, one day. I was just with my mom. I was young. I was like about maybe like 14 or so. And I remember just hearing Bob in the background. And I was like, what's this music? Is this uh, Could You Be Loved? And I was like, why am I just wanting to like dance and just like boogie right now? And I like, as a kid, like I was kind of barely picking up sticks and barely picking up music and like kind of just like dabbling in different genres. And sure enough, man, that just bit me right there. I was just like, yo, I'm going to pursue this and I'm going to just check out what's up. And then just like through the years, just listening to a bunch of stuff and how like just deep and, and just beautiful this music is, man. I mean, I remember uh, when I first watched this Bob Marley documentary where Bunny Whaler, may he rest in peace. Um, he he said that reggae is the uh, the beat of a healthy heart. And I was like, yo, man, I adopted that for sure. I was like, that's what's up. I got to do this, man. So, yeah, when I was a kid, for sure, that totally got me. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Josh, tell me about when you first picked up an instrument. Was it before you got into reggae hard? Was it after? Was it because of it? Tell me all about the first time you started picking up an instrument. Yeah, so I I have my dad to thank for that. When I was like a a very little kid, I was growing up, he put me in piano lessons as a little kid. And then after I kind of like got bored of doing that, he actually put me in saxophone lessons. Um, I did that for a short time. And then I went back to piano lessons after I got bored of sax lessons. Um, 
and then I was like, oh, I want to like play guitar. So he put me in guitar lessons. I took guitar lessons for a while, but then then I eventually like um, got bored of that. So then I and then from that point on, it was like on and off with guitar my entire life um, up until I was like 16 years old. Then I was playing guitar like. Uh, then I was like getting into guitar and reggae music around 16 years old. And then I'd probably say like around 20, 21, 22 is when I started really like playing guitar, like full time every single day. And then, yeah, so that's, that, that was like the first time I picked up an instrument was actually the piano and the saxophone. Wow. Andy, what about you? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned like my, my dad too was a massive influence. He's a musician too. So yeah, I, I would just watch him like, you know, play uh music, just whip out his guitar. My grandma would play her guitar too. I was like, whoa, all right. And at first, I mean actually my first instrument was drums. So I was like about like maybe like 10, 11 when I like like my dad began to show me like this beat. He's like, he got me these like orange sparkly drums like super 70 out and in fact the drum throne that i use now is a drum throne that i used when i was a kid still and uh and sure enough yeah my dad began to teach me how to play guitar eventually too and he uh uh also plays bass so i like picked the bass too and but yeah i started like around i want to say like 11 or so with drums around 14 started dabbling with guitar and then around 15 started doing some bass stuff and and then just yeah, man, I was just like fell in love with music and just began to just do it daily on day in, day out, man. I just couldn't stop, won't stop still. <laughs> that's that's nice. Yeah, I got that in common with y'all too. My dad was a jazz drummer back in the day. In fact, um, at a lot of our shows, we still use, I, I got his uh, 67 Gretsch kit. It's a little three piece, little 20 inch drum, and we still use that for a lot of our live stuff. Josh, what? Give me the first band that you started. So you, you started playing instruments. What happened when you started putting a band together in high school? Um, yeah, so again, I was like 16 years old when I got into reggae. So that's when like, I knew right away. I was like, oh, I want to get into this. I want to start a band. Um, I, I was actually, just before that, I was super into snowboarding. And then I had broken my leg. And then that's because I had like so much downtime. Uh, that's when I like started playing guitar again. And then I kind of got together with my friends at the time. Um, my best friends growing up, like Justin and Daniel and my other friend, Jared, um, me, Daniel and Justin all kind of like, we're starting this band. Daniel would play drums. Uh, Justin would play, uh, keyboards. And it was like this slow, like development of us just kind of jamming together. Um, and like the first things that I was playing was like Pepper and the Expendables. And I remember like the first thing I really learned that was reggae on guitar. Cause like the whole time I was learning guitar, it had been like classics, like Jimi Hendrix, um, Eric Clapton, Iron Maiden, stuff like that stuff you learn on guitar when they first tell you to learn guitar. And then the first thing I really was like, Oh, I want to play reggae was actually a Pepper song called freeze, which is like, um, Freeze, dun, dun, put it the pans. Yeah, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. So yeah, that's like when I first started playing reggae music. I forgot the question. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> the band that you were putting together. Like you mentioned that you got together and you were just kind of jamming, feeling stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so like me, my, yeah. So me and my friends were super influenced by slightly stupid Pepper and the Expendables. 
Um, and that's when we just like, we're, we would meet up a few times a week and jam and like slowly this band got together. It was called Fat Reggae Dub. Um, we played together for like six years. Um, we played all through high school. Uh, we just had a great time. Honestly, it was super fun. So that was like the, the first initial band. And like, we had like some success. We released a 10 track album and then we released, I think a single, and then we released another five track EP. Um, and yeah, we, with that band, we played like UCI reggae festival with, with, uh, pepper, the expendables. I think fortunate youth was on that. That was a super long time ago. Um, we actually played the first original one love reggae fest. It actually used to be called shoreline jam uh, at the queen Mary. And that one was with stick figure. And that was all like when we were kids, I, you know, we had just been out of high school. Um, and then I had just gone to college after that. And so like, I, I learned a lot in that band. Um, I'm thankful for all the time we spent together and I've definitely like progressed a lot. And then when I went off to college, that's when like I, I started taking it seriously. I started taking music lessons um, and I actually took sitar. Uh, so I learned sitar in Santa Barbara, you know, the, the 16 string instrument um, from India. So I learned sitar for a year. I did some sitar recitals up there and that was super cool. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite years at Santa Barbara was learning to play sitar. And, you know, you, you take your shoes off and you sit in the middle of the room and you just put the, the sitar basically in your lap on your inside of your soul. So that was super fun. But yeah, yeah, that that's how I got started um, was fat reggae dub. And then from there. We were playing a bunch of shows, and that's kind of what, like, how I got into reggae music, basically. Did you keep playing with them while you were in college, or did that end and you started a different band? We did. We did play a few times, but it did, like, get cut back a lot. Um, the other singer, Brad, um, he moved, he went to college in San Diego, Point Loma, and I went to Santa Barbara, so it was really hard to connect. And, like, yeah, it, it made it very difficult. But when I was in Santa Barbara, though, I was always in a band. I was in another, it was a cover band, um, but that was also super fun. We played, we played all sorts of stuff um, like Green Day. And then I think we even played, what's that song? Like, take on me so we we like that cover band we just played everything like take on me green day um red hot chili peppers we played it was super fun so i've always been in some form of a band college is a good time to play in that type of band too because everybody just wants to party and so being able to just throw out all those different covers, it's like you'll get the party lit just by having a, a set like that, you know? Oh, for sure. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Danny, what about, what about you, man? What are your band origins? Tell me about, you know, the bands you first started playing in and, and, and basically how it led to where you are now. Got you, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, I initially actually started playing uh, at uh, my old local church. And just doing music there, and that's how I grew a lot with uh, different, you know, older musicians that would just like pour into me, like, "Hey, man, what this?" and blah blah blah. But after that, I began to just uh, do everything but reggae. To be honest with you, I was doing like some, I did some like hardcore, like rock. I did some like kind of metal stuff. I did some like uh, 
incubacy kind of like co-playish type stuff too and it wasn't until a few years back um where i met up with uh, these guys um in this band called mad tab shout out to mad tab if you're watching uh and and yeah we uh we began to just jam out it was on my birthday actually we met at this bar and um i just been thinking about like yo either joining a reggae band or starting a reggae band and i met these two dudes and they're like yo man we need a drummer i'm like yo he's right here let's go <laughs> let's do it and sure enough we like had a jam out over at uh at tunnel visions like practice spot uh, down in san Clemente, and we just uh, had a big old jam out one night yeah. and and fully full on just i was I was rocking with them for a good while and that's how i got into like actually playing like reggae drums and reggae music like legit and like doing shows like left and right and so, I mean, and that was fun, man. I mean, obviously, I, I did everything else before I actually did, like, reggae. But, man, I got stuck on reggae, dude. I just can't let go. <laughs> no, it's what, what Bunny Whaler says is right, man. It's heartbeat music. And just like anything else, it's a part of your body. Once it's in you, it doesn't, it don't really leave you. That's true. It's just, that's just kind of what you do now. Um, Josh, walk me through how Rebel Shakedown got started. Yeah, okay, so, like... I had fat reggae dub from like 16 years old to like 21 years old. Um, then I went to college. Then while I was in college, I had the cover band. And then after I graduated, I was actually doing my best to start a band in Santa Barbara. <clears throat> I had like um, a few different friends from Santa Barbara that I was jamming with, a different drummer, a different saxophone player. His name's Dan Whalen. Um, and so it, it didn't really work out in Santa Barbara. I was trying to get a job up there so that I could afford to stay up there, but I didn't get that job. So I ended up moving back to Huntington Beach and I was living with my dad and my other friend from Santa Barbara. He plays saxophone. Uh, his name's Dan Whalen. He lived in Pasadena and we both moved back home after graduation. So um, I hit him up. I was like, hey, I'm trying to start a band. He came and played saxophone for us. and then. Um, I just like was scrounging to find members to join Rebel Shakedown and we had we didn't have the name yet. Um, and then my sister's boyfriend at the time, his name was Lawrence Ruggley. He should be here any second. Um, I didn't know, but he plays piano. And so like one day we're at a family party um, and we were just chatting it up and I realized he played piano. I was like, oh, I'm trying to start a band. So there I got I got. Lawrence, we call him Lencho. So I had Lencho on the keyboards. I had Dan Whalen on the saxophone. Um, and then my, my, one of my best friends growing up, his name's Daniel Castaneda. Um, he played drums in my previous band, Fat Reggae Dub. So I hit him up in Huntington. I was like, hey, I'm starting a new band. I need a drummer. So Daniel came and played drums for us. Um, so we had a keyboard player. We had a sax player. We had a drum player. I was playing rhythm guitar. Um, and then we had a bass player. His name's Jacob Marler. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I think we had just like been mutual friends on Facebook or something like that. And I think that's, I just messaged him one day. I was like, Hey, I saw you play bass. I think I saw like a video of him playing bass. And so I just like messaged him. I was like, Hey, we're trying to start a band because I knew he was in a reggae. And so we all just like met up one day at my dad's house in the living room and we tried to put some songs together and that's when it really first started that was back in like 2014 and then we just kept jamming uh we were writing songs and so that that was like the original core members <clears throat> and 
Um, of course, Lawrence Lencho, he's still with me today. He's like my day one. So me and him are actually the the core members that are that started the band and stuff. So that was like the inception of Rebel Shakedown. And then we just kept playing shows. And then I met this guy, um, my old drummer, D- Daniel, not Danny. <laughs> Danny, he moved to Hawaii. Um, and so like that was a bummer for us. Um, but I had gone through like it was like the hardest thing about being in a band, I would say, is finding members, reliable members that are down for the get down, down to travel, down to play shows. I think that's the hardest part. And of course, that are talented. That's the hardest part. So that's been a rebel shakedown struggle for a very long time, like many years of me struggling to try and find good band members that were were down for the mission. Um, and so after Daniel Castaneda moved to Hawaii, then I needed a drummer. Um, and then there's a, another band from Huntington Beach called the Originalites. Um, I'm sure some, some of you guys have heard of them. Yeah. And so like, I got to talking to Peter and Tim, they played drums and bass for the Originalites. Um, we both were kind of like looking for something to do at the time. Um, and so they played drums and bass for us for um, at, at least one full year. Uh, it might've been like a year and a half, maybe two years. We all played together. It was great. Um, and then they kind of like started um, pushing their band called Los Nauticals. So they're doing that like full time now. And so then again, I was like, okay, I got to like, you know, I got to find members. And so um, our friend Dave Tab from Huntington Beach. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. From Matt Tab. Oh yeah, I met him through Peter and Tim. I met Dave. And then Dave was playing keyboards with us. And then I met Danny through Dave Tab. And so honestly, like as soon as I met Danny, we just like kind of clicked. And I, w- I was incredibly stoked. It was kind of like, oh, that's Danny. He's a good songwriter. He's a fun guy to hang out with. He likes to have fun like I do. He can sing like an angel. He can play drums. He can play bass and he can harmonize. And so like ever since I met Danny, I was like, I need Danny. He's on the team. He's got to be part of the team. And so, so that was, here we yeah. are today. <laughs> <laughs> so what did the original lineup do any recording? Did you make it to the stage where you started recording or did, were you already having lineup changes by the time you first went in the studio? Yeah, we we re, um, we released "Don't Rock My Boat" together. I think that was like late 2014, early 2015, and then we also released our album called "World on Fire" <clears throat> together. That was like the first EP album that I ever did as Rebel Shakedown, um, and it's super fun. They're still like there's those songs. I'm still you know um, glad. I'm still happy to. I still put those songs on every once in a while yeah we can grow yeah yeah yeah, there's like our song sound waves that's from our original um world on fire album and our song live for today so we play those two it's still from the original way back when like 2014 yeah well you never let go of a great song you know what i mean you you just just keep that keep that one rolling because um you don't want to let a great song die you know what i mean totally bring us up to the future man and 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 tell me about what your current creative process is. How does your creative process work? 
Um, yeah. Okay. So like, it's, it's kind of turned into like, I think I kind of like just now I do everything. Okay. So this is my creative process. I sit in my room. Um, I have my laptop there. I have the guitar like right next to me. I don't necessarily use the guitar all the time. Sometimes I'll put instrumental tracks on YouTube. I'll go on YouTube and put um, instrumental reggae tracks and I'll like just listen to a bunch of different instrumental reggae tracks. And then I'll just sit there with the audio playing over and over again. And I'll think of different melodies and I'll think of different lyrics. Um, and then I'll be like, okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's terrible. Delete that. That's terrible. <laughs> the, the amount of stuff that I have gotten rid of is ridiculous. Um, and so, control is the most important thing, man. Don't yeah. But he tell you otherwise quality control is the number one thing that you can have. Yes, one hundred percent. So I'll be in my room. I'll get a rough draft in my room going. Sometimes I'll record a little demo in my room, um, and then I will either send it to our producer Lewis Richards, um, or I'll just go in the studio and play it with him, just so he can hear like an idea of it. Or I'll bring Danny and his girlfriend Kate over, which you'll meet her in a second. Um, I'll bring them over and say like, "Hey, here's my super rough idea." Here's like this melody. Here's these lyrics. It's only like a verse and a pre-chorus. So it's like a verse, half a verse and a chorus. And we'll like sit together in my room and be like, oh, let's try this. Let's write this, whatever. And then we'll either record a demo or we'll just go to Lewis Richards, our producer, sit with him right in front of him and say, hey, this is our idea. This is what we got. We're going to play it for you right now. Um, and then we just slowly after that we get the format we're like okay yeah but that's cool let's do that let's do you know verse chorus verse chorus bridge breakdown whatever course and then we kind of slowly go over each thing and and we're like oh the, that lyric's cool but let's get rid of that one and let's rewrite that melody stuff like that all together so so a lot of the, the seeds really start with you but then it becomes this incredible creative process because the second you have something you're bringing it to the band, you're bringing it to, to Lewis Richards, and then all of a sudden there's all these different people in on it and it becomes something totally new. Exactly. I have this super raw idea. Um, sometimes it, it could even just be a lyrical theme. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really, truly amazing. Like by the, by from inception, like in my room to the end product, it's crazy how many different people have like, touched it in at least some kind of sense to create what it becomes. So it's a cool process. Man. And um it's that's that's good. Um it's good. what Danny, what's your perspective on it? Like when he when when Josh brings this stuff in, like what do you really like to sink your teeth into on a on a new song that's starting out? Oh man, that's uh kind of tough dude. I mean I, <laughs> uh well I, I just I just love creating melodies, man. I love bringing like different rhythms and ideas to like what he's got going on. Like, Oh, Hey, how about you say this? Like, instead of, you know, just some like dumb little example, but then all of a sudden, you know, we, we write, we write like a cool little melody on top of it. Like you like that? Is that cool? And then we drop some harms and we just like, all of a sudden it's like, all right, cool, man, this, this cake is coming together. You know what I mean? And so it, it's just really cool. Like he'll bring me an idea and like, we'll just kind of sit there and mull it over and we'll just like, break it down until we're just like till we both end up just like smiling at the end like yo this is cool this is real cool so and dude, just the collaborative process man has always been like one of my jams just being able to just vibe off of people 
and vibe off of Josh and like what he brings and like, and then bring him something that I was like, Hey man, I was thinking about this at home. Check it out. What do you think? And then just like back and forth, back and forth. We get these building blocks that just like all, all of a sudden end up creating this really cool themed, like themed out track. That's just like super sick, man. So it, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. And nice, man. Nice. And also you guys are known for, um, having collaborations with other artists too. Tell me about some of the art, other artists that have guested on your tune. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's actually my favorite part about what we've done. And I'm super thankful for that because they've, they've helped me become a better artist. Um, so yeah, actually way, way back when we had the original members, we were doing world on fire. We had, uh, Travi Bongo of Fortunate Youth. He was off to, they were off tour. They were around the studio and um, we were like, hey, percussion would be super cool on this track. Um, and he plays all sorts of instruments, but he's great at percussion, you know, bongo stuff like that. So Travi Bongo um, came in, like played some percussion for the entire World on Fire album. Um, and then on that same album, just because we all work out of the same studio, like we were all kind of like next to each other. Uh, the, the boys from Seedless. Um, so Matt Liaofu, I don't know if I said your name last correctly. And then um, Casey Sullivan, of course. So the two boys from Seedless uh, helped us write and they featured on our song Live for Today. Those are the first two big features that I ever had. And I was incredibly stoked about that. Um, and then finally, it came to recording our first full-length album, which was Hometown Love, um, which came out a little over a year ago. Uh, and again, you know, we're all working out of 17th Street Studio, and Kareem Israel from uh, Arise Roots is, like, in the area. And so we sent this track to Kareem, and we're like, hey, like, what do you think of this? This is the lyric idea. This is the theme we have going on. And, and he was stoked to jump on it. and. I was super thankful for that. So then we had uh, Kareem sing on our track called Mistaken Identity on our Hometown Love album. And then um, my other very good friend, John Landry from Roots and Mine, um, he featured on our track called Hometown Love. And then also, I got to mention my very good friend, Nick Sabia. He's a great vocal producer. Uh, he works at 17th Street Recording Studio. He's great. Uh, he also featured on that same track, Hometown Love, with John Landry. So um, fast forward to today, what we're dealing with. Um, COVID happened. I was stuck at home. We started recording Love's Not Easy. Um, and we got Shwayze. So basically, me and him, actually, we got booked for a gig at uh, St. Rock, Hermosa Beach, which I heard was closing, but I, I, I'm hoping they're going to reopen. Um, so, yeah, we got booked for St. Rock, and the guy's like, oh, the, the support act, you know, canceled or whatever. Can you guys play? And it was like the week or the night before. And I was like, no, we can't play. Like, I, my band's not available that night. And he's like, oh, what if you do acoustic? So me and Danny were like, we don't usually do acoustic, like live, huge, huge, like sold out shows like that. But Danny convinced me. He's like, no, you got to do acoustic. You can't lose this opportunity. You got to support Swayze. So we go play an acoustic set for Swayze. 
at St. Rock and Hermosa Beach, and we absolutely murdered it. It was <laughs> it was so cool. Like we, so we even brought like a looper pedal, and I like looped the guitar rhythm, and we did a solo, and we had Danny um, lead sing some songs. Um, and so that's when we really first like got to meet Schwazy. Um, we chatted backstage a bunch. He was super stoked. And then a, like a couple months later, we played with him at the cave in Big Bear, California. Um, and we absolutely murdered that show. We had our full band, live horns, everything. It was like such a great show. And then Swayze went up and killed it. We all hung out backstage. Um, and so that's how kind of like we got Swayze on Love's Not Easy. We were just like playing shows together and we vibed and we clicked. And I sent him like a, a few different options. I was like, hey, check this song out. Like, check this song out, check this song out. And then finally he's like, all right, I'll get on that one. You know, here's my contact, whatever. And boom, he did it at his studio. I assume it's in Malibu. And then he sent me the stems and we mixed it and mastered it. 17th Street. So those are all the features. Oh, I can't forget. Yeah, no, I can't forget. So, so we got Swayze on it. I was super pumped. And then like, we're all hanging out the studio and there's Dread Kennedy right there. We're recording our song Blessed. Um, and, and Lou Dog's like, hey, what if we get Dredd to do this verse? And we're like, yeah, let's get Dredd to do the verse. So then Dredd Kennedy crushes verse number two on the song Blessed, comes yeah. out on Thursday. Um, and then like the next like week, I'm in the studio trying to record this new chorus. And I'm like, you know, I can't sing it this well. I need someone to hit these high notes. And Shakaman's like down the street. So I, so, so I, I call Shakaman, like, hey, can you come sing this chorus? And so all of a sudden we got Dread Kennedy, Shakaman, and Swayze on this album. And it just all worked out. It was super cool. Heck yeah, man. It's going to be dope. <clears throat> well, let's talk about Life's Not Easy. Comes out on Thursday. Um, I was listening to it. Uh, you sent me the track. So I was able to, I, I had just enough time to listen to all the tracks you sent me. Let's uh I'm a, I'm going to start I'm going to start just asking you specific things about a few of the tunes and then we can kind of move on from there. Uh the first one I want to talk about is Blessed. Tell me how this tune developed and um feeling that you put into it. Yeah, so so I like to I like to kind of try and do like some kind of rap reggae stuff. I like to rap a little bit. Um and so I like to have fun with reggae. I like to call it new wave reggae, California style reggae. Uh, I'd say like the 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 most um, one of the most influential bands for me has been the Dirty Heads, and so they're all like kind of rap reggae stuff like that, modern reggae. So that's kind of where where that came from, and it's just like a fun song about like the lifestyle of playing music and being on tour, and yeah, like sometimes you're up super late with your friends, having literally the best time of your life. Um, and so that's kind of, it was like my thank you. It's like, I, I'm blessed. Um, this is for the real ones. This is for the day ones blessed. That's all for like the fans saying like, thank you. This because of them and because of you guys, that's why we can live this lifestyle. Yeah. That's what blessed is about basically. <clears throat> Let's unite. Tell me about that. One. This one sounds like it was heavily influenced. Yeah, so for sure. I'm gonna let Danny what, take what this. Was that, one. What was that last part on me? I didn't. I didn't quite hear you. It definitely <laughs> sounds like it was very 2020, very 2020 influence. Uh, I mean, for sure, man. With the pandemic hitting and like and everything going on and just all the chaos that's been going on in the world, I I just remember 
we were actually here at, at, at Josh's pad and we were, we just wanted to write a track. I was like, yo dude, let's, let's like, let's, let's talk about like what's going on now, man. And see what we could do about this. And, and, and we were playing some notes and I, I just heard it. I heard the, 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 the lyric, like, yo, let's unite. Like this, this world is just torn apart by racism and all this craziness that's going on. And I'm just like, nah, man, it's time that we all get together and just like hold hands. It's like just one people and like just unite against all this, all this nonsense. So I said, yo, let's get that family together, man. Brothers and sisters, it's like, just get to it, man. Just let's unite. And so it just kind of sparked the fire around everything else. And we just wrote around that. And it was just like really cool. And, and, and I just love the way it turned out because it really is like an anthem for like, how that year went and how things have been, been kind of still going, but we're just like, yo, it, this is now is the time. Let's get it. Let's unite for sure and show people that love is, is, is what rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. No, no, right on, right on. I love, I, I tend towards the more conscious stuff um, that I like to listen to. So obviously, something like that's going to stand out for me. I really enjoyed that tune. Uh, let's talk about the title track, man. Josh, get back here. Let's talk about Love's Not Easy. Dude, all right. Love's Not Easy. That's that's one of my favorites. Um, my two favorite songs on the album are definitely First Impressions and Love's Not Easy. So um, I think I realized like a few years ago that I love singing about love, <laughs> like love <laughs> songs and stuff like that, which is like I didn't think I would be that type of songwriter but i think that became like the best songwriting i can do is like about love songs so love's not easy um it's it actually kind of encompasses the whole album and i'm sure danny was talking about this when he wrote let's unite um again it's like it's not just like an intimate relationship with another person obviously that's not easy you're gonna have fights and everything um, but it's also just like about the world, everything going on, like the stuff in Israel right now, love's just plain not easy, even if it's not in an intimate relationship. So that's like a whole concept for it. Uh, the actual song itself is about like um, being with your significant other. And obviously it's, it's not going to be easy. Everybody has to make compromise. You're going to fight. And that's kind of like where the song originated from, I guess um yeah right on. real quick though so i have lawrence here he plays keyboards for us i want to introduce him uh, and then i also have our very good friend kate which is um by the way danny and kate Hi. just got engaged hey, hey congratulations thanks guys we're getting so lovely <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they just got engaged. Kate is like, Kate hangs out in the studio with us like all the time. Um, and she sings harmony. She helps us write lyrics. She's also a genius. And then over here, we got Lencha. He hey, plays keyboards. keyboards. How you doing, man? He's been my day it's one. Good to meet you, sir. Yeah, crowd, crowd in, because I'll start throwing questions at all of you. Since we have new guests now. Lawrence, tell me what's your favorite thing about about playing with this band? My favorite thing about playing with this band is first and foremost the people. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the best. After you've been playing in some bands for a year, you realize working with good people is the best part. One hundred percent, man. There's a lot of people who can play instruments, but it's about finding the people that work well with you. Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. Great musicians come around a lot, but but great people and great groups come around very rarely. Yeah, man, you can throw a rock and hit a guitar player. You know what I mean? It's like we're a dime a dozen. You know, it's got to be. It's got to go beyond that, man. It's got to. You got to be able to to vibe with people for sure. Give yourself some more credit, though. It's pretty hard playing guitar. Eh. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to play guitar, man. It looks it looks a lot easy for a lot easier for a lot of other people. Yeah, but, um, it certainly makes um, What's uh? Do you have a favorite track or two on the new album, man? Oh, uh, let's unite. Every other track is fantastic. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. But when I heard that one, that's the one I jam out to myself the most. Definitely. Yeah, after it was like already submitted, he messaged me like, hey, wait, can we still change this? <laughs> okay, so how long have you two been together? I know you just got engaged. Congratulations. How long have you been together? Go ahead, baby. Take it. We're going on five years and we have like a long distance thing for a minute. Um, but yeah, he's amazing. He's super, super talented. He can sing. He can play. Guitar, drums, bass, he can do lead vocals, backup vocals, he can write amazing music, lyrics, like it's insane. So we jam in the kitchen very often. That's like our that's where we jam. Um, <laughs> but we're actually eloping to Kauai on Saturday. <laughs> oh, wow. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. This is a great little send-off. And shout out yeah. to a fan, um, Brittany. She hit me up and she's like, Can't wait to see you guys on live. So what up, Brittany? What up, Brittany? <laughs> What's up, Brittany? Yeah. Also, uh, you, you, you have a release party coming up real soon, right? Oh. Yeah. Well, okay, well, so, so like, the album comes out this Thursday, um, and then this Friday, we're playing with Kyle Smith and the B Foundation at the Tiki Bar in Costa Mesa, and then I, like, I was just texting my friends, like, hey, like, come party at my house afterwards. So now we're having a party at my house this Friday, but we are going to have like a giant like day party, like celebration of live music later on this summer. And that's going to be like our big party where we're going to like, just honestly celebrate the return of live music. Yes. Um, and I'm going to try and release a single for that party too. So that's like our big event um, later on this summer. And I know like Teresa was already going to come um shout out to all you guys for hanging out with us all, i just wanted to like kind of like say what up to the to everybody over here yeah. um yeah. And so andy on the east coast in new york man i appreciate you so much dude he's he's one of our number one supporters um honestly i love you dude you put stickers everywhere i've given you like 150 stickers you're so great um and then there's another question um oh yeah lindsey mac you're awesome um how did we come up with the name um oh, okay so we had a group chat the original members all had a facebook group a long time ago and we spent like a week all like posting random names and stuff like hey what about this name what about this name and we spent like a week of saying no 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 and then we put rebel shakedown in the chat and then everybody was like yeah let's do that and so Boom, we got Rebel Shakedown. Um, and then, yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. So. 
And shout out Brittany Latimer, Latimer Hotel in Boise, Idaho. We're coming to you real soon. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be jumping in your pool and we're going to go party at your brother's house too. So go. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. First impressions. Yeah. So it's about like meeting somebody that, I, you know, I guess when you meet somebody, the first impression is like the most important part. Um, and like, I met somebody over the summer and it was like a super good vibe. And it was just kind of like the song's basically just about meeting somebody, um, overcoming that first impression, and then it being absolutely like the best thing that could have ever happened. That person being like everything that you had ever dreamed of. And for me, that's like an island vibe. That's like just a chill girl that likes to hang out and just good vibes. And so I think for me, that's what first impressions is about. You guys want to add on that? I mean, you kind of said it pretty well right there. <laughs> For sure. I mean, always, obviously, like, if, you know, the first impression is always what matters most, right? And when you get that done right, everything else just, like, cruises on through. And so, like, when we wrote it, like, just coming up with that, like, you can be my island vibe, you can be my, my island girl kind of thing. Like, just imagine being at the beach, just with my girl, just enjoying ourselves, just, like, having a good old time. Because of that good first impression, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so just like it all adds up and turned out real good, man. What I love is you get to enjoy the vibe of an island without having to be on one, right? <laughs> like it's, <laughs> I love it. No flights needed. No flights. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot cheaper. A lot. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper to just do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and this song of course is also on love's not easy so everybody's got to go out to get that and um so now i got the tough question part i've gotten easy on all y'all to this point now's the part where i become a tough interviewer you're not gonna like these questions i gotta warn you all right so first if you could only write songs record or play live you can't do all three you can't even do two of them Oh, only do one and we can and we can go from one side to the other we can start with danny because he looks very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> man all right and, w- and we'll go right across so so lawrence you got you got a minute to before we get to you <laughs> i got lucky there danny, danny is on the spot so all right and so it's uh it's recording writing or playing live songwriting Songwriting live. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go playing live, man. There's something about playing live that just like brings out this like inner, just like uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it, man. But yeah, I think playing live. I mean, none of the other two don't like they're they're like hair close seconds. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. playing live, man. That's the jam. That's when you vibe out super hard. So. Oh, ah. I'm gonna regret saying that, man. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can we can move we can move on then. It's okay. okay. We can let you off the hook. You gave an answer. You're a stand up guy, and I appreciate. That's so I appreciate funny. that. Well, mine is super easy. I get scared shitless playing live, so I would rather be all day in the studio writing music. That's my jam. I love it. I love collabing with these guys. Like. It's nothing but good ideas in a little circle, and we just get so excited, you know? We just get a little giddy. So, yeah. 
that's my get that, get that. <laughs> so it's a bit of an easier it's a bit of an easier answer for you because of the anxiety that playing live for sure but i gotta like i gotta get over that because it's so much fun just to be around other people and to have them like know your songs you know what i mean and sing along for the crowd that's fun <clears throat> Uh, yeah for me well real quick like kate is so much fun to have in the studio like she's oh, always a good vibe she's always throwing out lyric ideas and just singing so <laughs> for me i'm gonna have to go with what danny said playing live okay let me back up right <laughs> writing lyrics and writing songs for me is like it's almost like a like a it's almost like work for me. It's like almost like doing math or doing science because it's like, I know when something's not that good. And so I'm like, no, I have to, I can't move forward until I write something good right there. And so for me, it's like, it's like work when I'm writing lyrics. Um, but I do that because I love playing live so much. So I'm going to have to go with playing live, playing live, you know, for me, like everything's about the energy and when i'm receiving energy from the crowd i i'm like i'm the best i can be if i'm receiving energy from the crowd and so it's kind of like uh it's almost like an addiction i'm always chasing that energy from the crowd and that's the only thing that will, will resolve my addiction is you know receiving that energy from the crowd and so that's i gotta go with live so, yeah. And we're seeing all those hearts and smiley faces, and that's Josh's high right now. So if you guys could just like blow it up, that's the energy crowd. Like, subscribe, hearts. Give it to us. Look at that. Look at that. All of that. I lunch, man. All the love. Well, now hearing your answers, I'm I'm gonna boringly now. Go with live, but before I would have, before I would have gone, I would have gone with K, and I would have been, yeah, you're right, nervous, nerves with performances because you know, obviously musicians are always looking. Oh, there's another musician in the crowd. So there's a nerves factor there, but playing more live eventually, those are the experiences people like. I love recording and I love writing the most. That's what I got into first, and that's my first passion. But playing live, when you hear people talk about people's concerts that they've been to, like yeah. just how how unique and custom that was. That was only that one night, okay. and and yeah, live has to be the best. Like everyone remembers, I saw them live. Like they play their records and stuff. They they learn their songs and everything. But I remember that night. Yes, uh, that's yeah, a great point. After when I saw all these posters and I saw all of the concerts they play and my like, people passing out for Michael Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> 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 right, but, yeah if I can make yeah, someone sure. pass out, that <laughs> that's what. Yeah, <laughs> Well, it's the, it's, it's, it's the communal thing, right? So like songwriting, you do that yourself or with a collaboration of people in your band. Yeah. Same thing as recording, but live is like, everybody gets to be in on this, right? Everybody. So, so you have this more human community thing going on, that type of energy. That's not there when you're writing those tunes. That's not there when you're in the studio. It makes this so much bigger. It's not just you. It's not just the band. It's everybody in the place. And that changes the whole. 
It does, and it's very true, man. It really does. It's almost like it's a get out of our own heads because we've been in the studio for so long. Like, man, we've heard this track so many times when we play it before. But for people who haven't heard it before, then and then like seeing their reactions and their faces, like, oh, I'm like, oh hell yeah! And especially now, man, because we took this for granted forever for our whole lives, That's right? True. And now, now you look at it, it's like. Man, I've played like two gigs in the past year. Like that's ridiculous, you know. So right. now it's something that we really have to hold it, hold precious, because we know it can be taken from us. We know it can disappear. We didn't know that could happen, and now we know it could happen, and it makes this that much more powerful. And so, for everybody to be getting back out there playing shows again, it's healing for all of us, man. It's it's really healing for all of us. All right, that was difficult question number one. I do have one more difficult question for you. I'm gonna hide my face. You know? say, um, <laughs> I'm very expressive. We can start. No, you know what? You know what, man? You you've been so gracious this entire time, man. I've enjoyed talking to you. We're gonna start at the other end this time. Let's do it, please. So, if there's somebody really busy, and they say, "I don't have time to listen to a lot of music," give me one Rebel Shakedown tune that represents your band that I can listen to this one tune and decide if I'm gonna listen to everything else Rebel Shakedown does, what tune would you recommend? Okay, that's an unreasonably difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you. I warned you. <laughs> ah, and we're all biased because we're like, I, I did a lot of stuff on that tune. All of us, I don't want to highlight. <laughs> I was like, I wrote this song, <laughs> me, just me. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoy listening, and it's a and it's a highlight to play with these guys when we play fine. Um, it's a good tune that I feel like engages everyone in the band with something, and 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 allows us to 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 exercise our our expression with solos and. And like it has plenty of dynamic range. It's, it's just a beautiful tune for me, and I enjoy playing. So yeah, right on. That's a reasonable response. It's <laughs> 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 a reasonable response to an unreasonable question. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a tough question. Um, I think because like we kind of, I, I try and make a lot of variety in our album. Um, like we have like some like kind of rock guitar, like solo stuff. And then we have like rappy, like rap reggae stuff. And then we have stuff like Rewind where it's like just fun, good vibes, lovey-dovey stuff. And Love This Feeling is all, you know, about like falling in love with a girl and having fun with a girl. So it's like, it goes from you know, rapping like dirty heads, rapping about how awesome our life is to falling in love with somebody and spending the rest of your life with them. So it's like super hard to pinpoint one song. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I, 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 I wanna say First Impressions, which is coming out on our new album, Love's Not Easy, this Thursday. The businessman. This and I well, I think because like I, I always try and have like a modern thing to our to our songs, uh, and I think the beat has like a modern like all the drums are programmed with you know like uh, you know hi hat like um, sprinkler head hi hats and like clap snare stuff like that. 
Um, and then also like, I kind of do like a little rapping on there, like a flow. And then also I think it's like the start, it's like the beginning of the new direction for us. Um, since we've gotten Danny and Kate to, to sing like basically full time with us, I think it's like really going to, I think that track is going to really help define who we become in the future because we have some great melodies, harmonies on there great great main lead vocals and some kind of like rapping like flows like the two verses that i do um and then you know all the drums are programmed uh so it's i feel like it's kind of like a perfect mix between you know like a rap a, a, a lovey-dovey song uh you know a, a electronic beat you know programmed drums with some great vocals and harmonies so i, I want to say first impression good choice mm. good choice yeah, yeah. Um, What's your song, Kate? Everyone vote in the chat. <laughs> yeah, What's your favorite song? <laughs> 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 oh I well, I've I've already told you that I'm I'm definitely partially to uh, let's unite. So yeah. you've already got mine. Okay. Got you, got you. All right. Well, yeah. that's the perfect segue. My favorite song because way to stall though, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> You got that, you got that. <laughs> I'd have to second you and say let's unite. It's, I mean, it's a tie, but I just, for me, it's like the whole vibe of being in the studio writing it. These guys are way too much fun. Um, and we just had so much fun writing that track, but I also love, I love the harmonies on that track that I got to do. So that, that's going to be my favorite. And I think it's a perfect song for like wrapping up the end of, this past season you know what i mean like coming out hopeful and coming out yeah like we're headed towards something really good there's good stuff in the future and we're doing it together whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great that's great great reasoning behind cool so it, is it pressure's on danny you know all right cool 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 no, for sure like I've been thinking about this as I was listening to these dudes because I'm like, we got a lot of bangers, man. But there's this one track that at least I love playing to uh, a lot. And not to any other song. Anyway, Hometown Love, actually. I That's that's a jam for me, man. Like, that, that's, yeah, I mean, like, there's a line in there where it's like, talking about like 714 forever or something like that. And I was like, and I was OC kid my entire life, you know what I mean? So I was like, I get that, dude. There's a lot of stuff that like went down here in OC that I'm just like, I vibe with that, dude, for sure. And like, and, and seeing like people come out from my hood to like shows to support is just like, that's cool, man. We get, we get that legit hometown love. So I, I feel like, I feel like that hits home a little bit for me, so. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I yeah. want to bring this up too. Like okay. you can always tell with American-based reggae bands, you can always tell the region that they come from. There's something going on. So, like, you could tell a Cali band. You know it. You know you can feel it because you feel the vibes, right? You can feel an East Coast reggae band. You can feel a Florida reggae band. Yeah. You, can, you can even feel a Midwest reggae band. For us, we're out here in the middle of the country, so you know there's going to be a lot of, like, Americana and folk and stuff that gets filtered into our music because you're, you're playing a genre, but you're also a sponge for what's around you, you're a sponge for what's growing up, what you're growing up in. Yeah. So talking about what you said about growing up in Orange County, it's like, so as these things come into you, how aware of these vibes are you as you're doing it? And as any of you can, can shout out a response, like when those vibes are coming in, 
Because you know it. You know it's a part of who you are, where you grew up, what you do, all that stuff is a part of who you are. So how does how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that within your music? Uh, Go for it, dude. Yeah, please. Dude, uh, honestly, like literally every single constant second of my songwriting is like, this is Cali Reggae and that's who I am and I've accepted it. <laughs> like, like, that's, there's, no, there's no going around it. I love the Dirty Heads. I love Pepper. I love the Expendables. I love Slightly Stupid Sublime. Those are like my biggest influences and I've accepted it. And I love Roots Reggae stuff too. Of course, I have mad respect for that, uh, which is why we, I try to get us to write songs like Let's Unite, Mistaken Identity, um, Temperature Rising. I saw somebody said Temperature Rising on there. So thank you. Because um, those are like the meaningful songs that have like, you know, the reasons I got into reggae was injustices, social injustices and stuff like that. So uh, I'll always make an effort to say something that matters and write a song that matters about what's going on in the world. Um, but at the end of the day, my main influences are those Cali reggae bands. And I'm, I'm always going to have a huge Cali reggae dirty heads type vibe that will, no matter what I try and do, will always come into my songwriting regardless. So I've, I've been you are, you are who you are and you got to be true to yourself, too. I mean, you know, if you were to try to make an album that sounded like it came out of Kingston in 1975, it's like that's been done. It's like and then and then you're just a copycat. So. I, th- I think the whole point, especially dealing with a, a music that does not, the origins do not belong to us. This is not American right. music. So it's, a, it's especially important that you're taking these influences and you're transforming in, it into something that's your own. So it sounds like what you've come to naturally is what you're supposed to be doing anyway, man. So um, I, I commend you all for all the vibes that you're putting out and for everything that you're doing. Rebel Shakedown, thank you all for letting me... Uh, Put you on the grill for an hour tonight. Uh, wish y'all all the best. Love's Not Easy comes out Thursday. Everybody go out and buy it. And then after you buy it, stream the heck out of it so they can get that money there too. So Rebel Shakedown, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on y'all. I'm going to check out everything that you do. And uh, keep up the great work, man. I'll see y'all around. Thanks, Appreciate Jay. That, guys. Thank you so thank much, you. Jay. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. We love you guys. Yes, we're Rebel Shakedown from Huntington Beach, California. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. We really appreciate that. Our new album, Love's Not Easy, featuring Swayze, Dread Kennedy, Shakamon, comes out this Thursday. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Want to know more about Street Level Uprising? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Did you know that you could get our dub EP absolutely free? Just go to streetleveluprising.com slash seven. That's the number seven. This EP is not available anywhere else. You won't hear it on Spotify. You won't be able to buy it on CD at one of our shows. This EP is just to thank you for your support and features dub versions of seven Street Level Uprising tunes. Check us out on Spotify or Apple Music to hear all three of our studio albums. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Talkin' Reggae. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll talk again soon.